Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Midlife AF. Today is part of a two-part episode where I have the wonderful Viv Dawes talking to us about autistic burnout and how to recognize it and the second part we're going to talk about what to do when you if when and if you find yourself or any of your people in that situation how to recognize it and particularly because for women um it's often difficult to um we don't realize necessarily that we might be autistic or um and also she talks a little bit about the differences between um, ADHD and autism burnouts. Um, Viv is an autistic ADHD human being, as am I and my children. Um, she also worked with people around alcohol. And um, I just think she's a real expert on this and she really helped me. Um, she's got two brilliant books. Uh, which cover this area and are really helpful for adults and kids who are going through this. So it's really interesting and she's fascinating. So um, I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. If you're a woman in midlife whose intuition is telling you that giving booze the elbow might be the next right move, then Midlife AF is the podcast for you. Join counsellor, psychotherapist, this naked mind and grey area drinking alcohol coach Emma Gilmore for a weekly natter about parenting quirky teens, menopause, relationships and navigating this thing called midlife alcohol free. If you're feeling that life could be so much more, that you're sick and tired of doing all the things for everyone else, if your intuition is waving her arms manically at you saying it could all be so much easier if we didn't have to keep drinking, Come with me. Together we'll find our groove without booze. I lovingly acknowledge the Boonarung people of the Kulon Nation as the custodians of Kurt Barok. I share my admiration for the Aboriginal culture. I witness the connection that they have for each other and the land and their community. As I swim in the waters and walk on the land, I feel the power of this place. I'm grateful for the Aboriginal people's amazing custodianship, the power, beauty and the healing potential of this place. I wish to pay special respects to the elders of the Boonarong people. Their wisdom, guidance and support are exceptional and felt well beyond the Aboriginal community. I honour that this is Aboriginal land and that it has never been ceded. I am committed to listening to the Aboriginal community and learning how I can be an active ally in their journey to justice. Welcome, Thank Viv. I'm so glad you. that Viv's here. I just sprung a whole Instagram live thing on Viv out of the blue, um, but she had to be on her phone and all sorts of things. So um, my apologies for that, Viv. That was not Sorry. very... Uh, that was not very caring of me as a, as a <laughs> okay. um but it's lovely to have Viv here Viv um I will ask Viv to introduce herself but I just for me I came across Viv um when I was just struggling so hard to try and find out 
I kept, I, you know, I'd, I'd done some work with Christy Forbes and I sort of understood a little bit about autistic burnout, but I couldn't find anything that I could um, explain, used to explain, because nobody seemed to know anything about mm -hmm. it. And I was finding research papers and doing all this stuff. Mm. And there was nothing, well, there was a little bit of research, but no, none of the health professionals we were working with seemed to know anything about it. No. Schools didn't know anything about it. No. And it was like on a journey, you know, finding out first of all that my kids were autistic, then um, an ADHD, and then finding out that really my one, my little one was uh, had a P, was a PDA profile. Yeah. And then just finding that she she couldn't she literally just went to bed and she's like couldn't get out of bed yeah. and couldn't get out of bed yeah. at like 13 years old and yeah. suddenly went from a kid who was who'd obviously now in retrospect I know had been masking mm -hmm. you know all of her her life mm -hmm. to a kid who and people couldn't understand it they're like well you know what is this she's in bed yeah and she literally can't get anywhere and so that's how I came across Viv because Viv has written a lot of books and she has an amazing um so these are the two books I bought of Viv's and it's the first time that I found something and somebody talking about our experience mm. and something that I could take and show people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's, um, you know, some of the experience I've got with burnout is born out of, um, not only my own ex personal experience, mm. but, um, autistic, uh, people that have ended up in really, challenging situations like perhaps in in hospital and emergency departments and i and i and you know i thought i needed to produce something that someone can take with them to show doctors and clinicians and either because of their child or for themselves mm. and say look this is what i'm experiencing and it sort of says everything without them having to explain mm. and i think you know not that everyone's perhaps is in that place to be able to do that but but you know a parent for for their child or um and i'm actually thinking of i'm actually um writing another one that's going to be a sort of a smaller copy of the book that's more got more information in it and will also still have those kind of sheets at the back that yeah. you can show to somebody if you're in a bit of a situation yeah. uh, where you're at risk or or you know you could have a meltdown or um exactly. just to explain because like you say professionals don't you know not even heard of it yeah. and and if they have they they know very little yeah because there's been so there has been research yes um mostly actually in australia yeah. and in the states yes. there's some research um being done here but in comparison um very little um and and there is in the um there's a, a manual for psychiatrists in the uk that was uh, written by the royal college of psychiatry and that has actually got a section in there on autistic burnout oh, so there's no excuse for psychiatrists who were working with autistic adults that it is mm. there's no excuse for them to not have heard of autistic burnout because it's in mm. that you know that uh manual the ma management of of um autistic uh, adults in you know it's i can't remember the title of yeah. it but um but there, there is no excuse but but you know sadly 
um, this is the situation we find ourselves in with 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 a lot of uh, a lot of professionals that's right and it's it's in this community it's coming across people like yourself Viv, mm. and the other people that I've been you know who've been really helpful for me mm. which, it's the first time you're like oh my god this validates my experience yeah yeah it's so unbelievable if, you, if you've had if you've had really extreme and i mean at the end of the day burnout is you know whatever level of burnout that, that yeah. you know it's crisis yeah because survive you're you, you're in a survival mode yeah. but those levels of crisis can for some people be be very very extreme yes and this is something that i'm finding um there's even less understanding about yes. is the sort of really, yeah. really extreme what i what i've labeled um extreme burnout crisis yes um and i'm talking um i i think that for a lot of autistic i mean we we know that for for you know for 50 to 70 percent of autistic people they're also adhd yes um and what I'm finding just through experience, but also through some research is that if somebody is, is autistic ADHD, um, they're, they, you know, when I've come across people and, and experience, you know, experience with, with friends as well, who've had um, a really extreme burnout. Yeah. Um, it's when they, there's that combination when you're multiple yes. neurodivergent. Yeah. Um, and then we're talking about you know um experiences of, of hallucinations and yeah. not so much the exhaustion mm. um although they are mm. exhausted sometimes mm. it's really hard to feel that exhaustion right. and appreciate right. that you're and admit it as well right. that i'm right. i'm exhausted and i think with adhd you keep pushing yes. uh, and um and then you know like i say you know experiences of hallucinations almost like being manic yeah um, speeding up and you know people experiencing um you know sort of psychosis almost wow. um whether it is always psychosis or whether it, it can present like psychosis um and i guess it depends on somebody's you know if somebody's got other co-occurring diagnoses um yeah. as well um but that really i mean I've, I've recently advocated for a few people that have been in really difficult situations where they've ended up either in you know in the criminal justice system right. um I, I you know i know people who've experienced burnout crisis and ended up in prison yeah. um because they've made very serious threats mm. in that sort of meltdown state mm -hmm. in that manic state mm. and, and it's you know it's a, it, burnout is like i say it's a survival mode and it's mm. like being stuck in in sort of fight flight yeah um mm. and for, for for people who experience that really extreme level of burnout um the you know they're they can they're in that threat it's a threat reaction this is what it's one of the things that christy forbes talks yeah. about yeah. um having that threat reaction um and um and therefore you know people can lash out and get themselves into really really difficult situations with the police yeah. 
Mm. Um, so, and obviously that's that's not everybody's experience of burnout, no. thankfully. Yeah. But that's the sort of that's the area that really, you know, I've whatever I've done, I've always gone to extremes. Cool. So yes. in my in my work, <laughs> I'm interested in the most extreme. Yeah. You know, in my work in the past, I was interested in the most extreme sort of cases yeah. of of addiction and where yeah. people are you know really profound issues and yeah. that's the area where i'm i'm most interested um and and uh I, i'm finding that you know there's not many people talking about it so no. i get lots of people contact me um wanting to understand more and really yeah, what yeah. About, what you're talking about is is a, is a is very very serious isn't it and but even very. like when I'm coming across in my community is other parents like me of PDA kids who are in a, in a level of burnout that's, that people just don't understand mm -hmm. and who are having to take their kids out of school so that they can rest. Mm -hmm. for yeah. extended periods of time and not with no kind of you know you know schools and the way our systems work is all like well when's it going to be better it's like yeah it yeah. might not you know yeah. this person may never return exactly to they were, but, i think the you know the statistics are that that if a, a child is a young person has gone into burnout the chances of them returning to school yeah. are unlikely and that's yeah. really difficult sometimes for parents for us as parents yeah. to accept um yeah. and and very difficult for the education system um you know the the the, the statistics are are horrendous yeah. um i think it's interesting um when you talked about your daughter emma because the mm -hmm. the average age with parents that contact me the sort of average age yeah. Um, is about 14, yeah. 13, 14. So I think yeah. there's this really difficult combination of, of puberty, yeah. um, you know, discovering, perhaps discovering you're autistic or yes. um, experiencing burnout and then yeah. discovering, um, which seems to often be the case. They've already yeah. reached crisis and, exactly, yeah. and then all of a sudden, because, you know, burnout is is a result very very often sort of autistic burnout neurodivergent mm -hmm. burnout because it's not yeah. just autistic people but neurodivergent burnout is is often the result of masking yeah. and we were talking before weren't we before we went live we were talking about how profoundly um damaging masking can be and i know not everyone sees it that way but yeah. Um, I know for myself, it was profoundly damaging for me, especially fawning and, and people pleasing and not having boundaries with people and just, you know, um, being, you know, being nice and, <laughs> yeah. um, and giving out all the time. And it, I just completely exhausted myself. But, you know, so that that's, you know, very often a cause of burnout, um, plus sensory overload. Yeah. Um, and, and too many demands and expectations. And if we think about the education system, um, which um, is full of demands yeah. and, 
expectations um and our our children go from a sort of a more a, sort of a pastoral environment in their younger years mm. um where perhaps you know they've managed to to fly under the radar um in terms of of how they present and it's that sort of internal um presentation um but when you reach crisis when you reach um burnout you you know the the, the masks crack you've got no more energy to keep that mask up and all of a sudden there's all this autistic sort of traits whatever you want to describe yeah. them all of a sudden um oh why are they behaving like that you mm. know what's wrong with them and, mm. and i know for myself i immediately went down the road of that it's mental health yeah yeah i thought it 100%. was yeah i mean i actually thought thought psychosis yeah. you know is this psychosis what what yeah. what's this what's all this yeah. you know smashing everything and didn't yeah. no there was nobody to tell me no not even you know not even the the children's mental health team you know the cams team nobody oh understood not here either um all kinds of 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 things happening that 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 sent me down that that road because of my um i guess because you know my mum who i now understand was autistic and experienced yeah. burnout but at the time we were told it's psychosis you know yeah. it's it's uh, personality disorder it's manic depression as they used to call it and and so i just thought oh my goodness you know this is mental health yeah um and it, it was a very very dark um time for us as a family but especially for my son who was suffering terribly um yeah. and you know they hit the thing is that 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 they hit this wall running um and fall apart yeah. and you know without wanting to blame um but it is it is the environment you know it is the system yeah um yeah because it's the whole square peg round hole That's isn't right. it you know, we're being we're, we're, we're expected to shape shift um and and squeeze into these you know um molds that that are not right for us not 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 yeah. the fit yeah so i think yeah. you know unless the education systems change yeah. um and you have sort of whole school approaches um then this is going to keep happening yeah and it doesn't matter yeah. i mean here you know we've got all sorts of um you know uh things being you know spoken about in the government about uh ghost children and you know putting in new laws to 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 get them into school and it's all about attendance yeah. attendance yes if you attend yeah. school you will be you know you'll yeah. succeed in life yeah you know if you get loads of exams you'll you'll succeed in life okay. it's all about attendance yeah and like you say it doesn't matter you know this child could have been you know essentially that that they they're unwell but it's all about well when are they going to get into school when yeah. are they going to get back and um and actually we, there's no yeah i was just gonna say we even attended a something that was run by melbourne university and the royal children's hospital here <clears throat> and lovely people meant really well but it was all about attendance yeah and so of course we can't attend when we're completely burnt out no 
and so and there was this whole sort of um and i know they're changing and i think that's because you know we're learning yeah. as parents and as you you know people like you're having people like yourself and people like christy who <clears throat> can help us yeah. talk to our experience yeah but the damage still gets done and that's yeah. why i think i so wanted to have you on here and i so i'm so passionate about talking about this because mm -hmm. we do the damage ourselves you know as parents too because it takes us a long time to shape shift out of our you know judgment our systems our yeah. own perspective on the world you know yeah. and i look back on that now i'm like oh my goodness if only i'd known mm. some of this yeah. stuff yes how much less damage could yeah. have been done do you know what i yeah. mean well i you know I'm I'm um, I'm writing a lot at the moment about uh, my mum and yeah. you know realizing that she was autistic has been sort of revolutionary really in yeah. in thinking about my childhood but there's a you know there's an awful lot of of sadness there because of the life that she had um, not because she was autistic um, but because of the systems whether that's you know i mean we're talking about the education system but you know a lot of us autistic people fall into the mental health system um and then and then if we get a diagnosis then we fall out of it because we're told oh no we you know you're autistic you don't need we you know, that's it now bye yeah uh, so then we're just sort of left um yeah. on the floor in a heap yeah. um oh i'm you know with a bit of paper that says we're autistic yeah. and and nothing um but you know thinking about my mum's life and how it could have been so different um and it, it is sad but mm. you know um i kind of like tried to, to turn it around and think right but i've got all of that experience and i can use that to help yeah. um the, the community because you know there's there's too many um frightening statistics and i and i want to in my lifetime you know want to see some of those change um and, and i do believe that a lot of the statistics relate to things like burnout yeah you know so so in terms of um you know intrusive thoughts the lead leading to to suicidal thoughts and yeah. things like that yeah. um and um yeah it's too, it's too serious you know this yeah. is this is not just it's a it's a really big deal i think you know people when you say burnout they think um they automatically think you've just it's just you've been working too hard and yeah. studying too hard you've been tired oh you know yeah uh, you need to have a few days off yeah um and i almost think like we need a new way to describe it yes because it yes. doesn't really because if you say burnout that's exactly what people think yeah. they just think of the sort of neurotypical and i mean you know there's parental burnout there's occupational burnout there's different yes. kinds of burnout but i think there needs to be a different way to describe it almost because it's yeah. it's not really taken seriously enough um no and um yeah so so I, i'm not quite sure what what we'd call it no <laughs> i don't know either but it's something that needs to kind of uh yeah something that needs to to really illustrate how um 
impossible it is to function yeah. until you're able to yeah. kind of rest and repair and be in that yeah. kind of environment. It's a resetting. Yeah. That's what, you know, it takes time to yeah. reset, you know. Like, a lot there's a lot of analogies aren't there you know like the battery the the, the low battery and the low mobile phone battery you know mm -hmm. and i sort of think about you know in terms of burnout and and you know when you something's wrong with your computer you turn it off and turn it off and switch it back on again yeah to re nice. to sort of reset it really and i guess that's kind of the process of um of 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 in in terms of recovery um is is that resetting and but that takes time yeah and i and it can take years yeah um in, in reality yeah. um to go from that state of it of exhaustion and fatigue and all of the things that we associate with being burnt out you know in terms of the loss of skills yeah executive functioning and and some people you know don't and, and this is why i don't talk about um recovering yeah i talk about recovery yeah because i see it as a journey mm. that once you you know when you experience burnout and i think you know in one level or another we all do or i think mm. all neurodivergent people experience mm. a level of burnout whether that's kind of social hangout hangovers you know mm. just, or whether that is going into a, a period of burnout um uh yeah i've lost my train of thought now it's totally i hear you and we're fine with that right we discussed this before we came on to say words can go sentences oh, can go brain. i'd get an we idea just, and then it's just like I off, off i go uh, but we're all with you Riff. we're all with yeah. you <laughs> so yeah so anyway levels of burnout so yeah there are there are levels of burnout That's and and we definitely um i think i you know i i think it's probably most i can't imagine that that no autistic people experience a a, a level of burnout no you know because i think we're like that like i said you know it's that that uh having to fit in a world that 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 is not designed That's not made for you at all yeah no not made for you at all i mean it's not made for most people but it's particularly not made for <laughs> no no <laughs> certainly not and certainly not the you know the education systems were saying you know it's it's not uh it's not fit for purpose it's in not. terms of of accepting and, and understanding that there are different brains yeah and human beings as well you know this whole compliance thing is quite terrifying it is actual fact this whole is. idea of you know unless you know that's really what it's all about it's controlling mm. compliance mm. and that frightens me mm. like and i and i and i see so many people and this is one of the things that i just there's a big connection to me with the way that we expect our kids to push through and the human beings that I work with myself included who have struggled with alcohol at some point mm -hmm. and you know people who are using that to push through their exhaustion using that to suppress their experience mm -hmm. of life and then from my understanding as well there's all this connection as well between our like you know our physical health and the suppression of self yeah um 
and and what that that does to us and it's quite yeah. terrifying isn't it really i think yeah i mean it's interesting that you you bring up you know alcohol because i think you know the 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 numbers of of i mean if i, I think about the jobs that i've done in the past that you know working with with people in addiction yeah. um i would you know looking back now i mean those days i didn't know that i was autistic mm. and i didn't really understand what autism yeah. was i'd heard you know adhd i had the sort of stereotypical idea of what that was yeah. but i can look back now um and i would say that most if not all of my clients were were neurodivergent and had you know profound addictions yeah. and um excuse me i'm just gonna no go for it um yeah and i think it's that um trying to to cope in a in a world that that uh doesn't accept us as we are right. and um and and you know masking is is uh, as we as we said you know it's so profoundly damaging yeah. um and exhausting and so it is it is very common for autistic and um adhd people and neurodivergent people generally to turn to substances yeah um and i think you know that there's a side of of the work that i do is i'm trying to get more and more involved in the criminal justice system yeah. again yeah. um having worked in prisons and and that is still something i'm passionate about yeah. um and you know a lot of people that are are in in, in addiction do end up in some way in the criminal justice system mm. so that's that's another side of of um the work that i do that i'm i'm also a, a member of my um independent police advisory group yeah. so um because i it concerns me that when autistic people are in crisis and that can involve being in burnout um the way that the police deal with an autistic person in crisis yeah. um is you know it's yeah it's uh it's a real issue yeah. unfortunately still 100%. Uh, so one of the books that i wrote i wrote a little sort of book this this year on uh, for first responders oh great uh That's for, very for good. yeah well i mean you know um because we know that in in burnout there's an increase you know because if you if you can't mask anymore if you're too exhausted to mask then there can be increased meltdowns and shutdowns um and if you're in a situation where you you melt down and that is misunderstood especially as an adult yeah. um and this is what i'm seeing time i mean you know just this month i've had three uh four people contact me because there's been they've had a meltdown and that's mm. been mis misunderstood and they've ended up having charges mm. uh you know yeah. um being charged with with various offenses um and and you know so this is this is sometimes why there are so many autistic and, and adhd people in in the, in the criminal justice system yeah. um is sometimes because of things like this happening yeah, yeah. and I'm, so, I'm just so glad that we have people like yourself who've got you know gathered all this data got your own experience of it and put it into something that's manageable mm. for people like me and our family um because you're 
right you're just stumbling around and you don't know um you don't know what you're doing you nobody else seems to know what they're no, doing no. and it can be quite scary you know sometimes yeah. it can be quite scary too. yeah and it's a, bit of, it. a, it's a bit of a recipe for disaster isn't it if uh you know i mean it, right from the the, the get-go when you're you, you you either identified as autistic and you, if you get a, a diagnosis you know you're you're given no information i mean i was given a, a leaflet that that most of it was completely irrelevant all the yeah. phone numbers were, were out of date oh my uh, goodness. and it just went straight, straight in the bin yeah. so it was you know there was just nothing yeah either for myself or and, and i mean i was lucky you know by the time i was diagnosed i self-identified for quite a few years yeah. so i understood yeah. but for my son you know in those days it, I, I knew so little um so right from the get-go you know there's no there's no information there's no support so then if you're in crisis yeah. and like we're saying you know professionals don't understand yeah. um it's it's it is that that it can be disastrous exactly yeah and the level of trauma that treating a person yes uh in an inappropriate way yeah. who is experiencing a horrendous um kind of elevated nervous system yeah 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 the world yeah. it's like it's Whatever around it's, it's yeah. so sad mm. like it's so sad to hear mm. I, you know i i was i don't know if i i said this to you but when we were in the in the system a little bit my little one said to me mum you know they keep saying I have bad days and good days. And, and mm. she's like, but I don't, you know, I don't see it like that. I don't mm -hmm. see that I have bad days and good days. Like my days where I'm in bed because I can't get out of bed, yeah. they're, they're still good days. Yeah. But somebody's saying I, and she's like, but so does that mean that I'm bad or I'm bad? I'm like, no, you should yeah. yeah. You know, it's that sort of language as well. Yeah. Uh, well, it's that, it's that sort of mental health language, isn't it? Yeah. You know? Like it's equating it with depression yeah um and having good days and bad days when you yeah. when you experience depression and it's yeah. not you know i'm you know i'm not saying that you 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 know in burnout you you can experience depression but it's not depression yeah. you know burnout is not itself depression yeah. there's lots of crossovers um and there's lots of crossovers with things like menopause as well yes Oh, that's such an interesting subject as well. I think that there's really... loads of crossovers. Yes. Um, I think it's you know it's fascinating how um, so many um, people who experience burnout it's it's in puberty and menopause. Absolutely. So, so there's you know in terms of hormones and neurotransmitters. Yes what happens at those times you know massive massive transitions huge um and, and and you know i say this to people that it's you know we talk about having a different kind of brain yes true but it's not just our brain no. because our brain is connected to our you know central it's part of our central nervous system uh and as we know we don't just have you know a central nervous system we have all sorts of nervous systems yes. that so they're all different as well you know yeah. because we're, we're we're not it's not just a, a brain uh, our whole nervous systems are, are different um so how we react 
to things mm. is is very different mm. so how we react to and how we experience mm. the puberty and menopause mm. is going to be different but there's so again there's so little research yeah yeah so little information so you know i i mean i'm doing a webinar on being late late identified and experiencing the menopause in uh I'm in september come to that. oh brilliant i want to come good to that because yeah. i'm like oh my goodness this is me viv is talking about me yeah yeah <laughs> it's fascinating you know i don't want yeah. to say too much because i don't want to give away what i'm talking don't give about. it away no <laughs> <laughs> no. but yes i would and i know a lot of other people as well so we'll definitely um Viv, will you share will you let me know um how do people how are people can people find yeah that? so if you go, go to my website it's um yes. www.autisticadvocate.co.uk yes and um it's all on there there's there's um all the information is i've got a shop there and then there's all the information about my my webinars Yes. Uh, doing one on meltdowns as well yeah brilliant that will be so useful as well and do you I, I read i saw someone do you have like a a thing where you can kind of join up and then get all your webinars or so, uh, do you do the measure yeah so what what um what i've done is I've, I've got a membership and there's a group for parents who are at home uh perhaps with a with a child or a teenager experiencing burnout yeah and there's a group that we meet once a month and i have guest speakers come along we've got laura kirby next week coming to speak about pda uh and last month we had a, a psychotherapist friend of michael ruth um then we've got helen from autistic realms speaking i've got uh laura the neurodivergent nurse yes i just coming discovered her. She's in amazing. November yeah, yeah. so so I, I've been trying to get some really key people to come along who ha, you know have an understanding of of burnout and uh to come along and, and talk so we have an hour um, and then there are various um resources that members get access to and they'll uh, get access to to uh webinar recordings as well brilliant. so brilliant I will I'm definitely joining up that to that because that sounds perfect for me. And just Viv, just to say, thank you so much. I hope that we will continue speaking um, because I think the work that you're doing is so important. Thank and, you. And useful and just, oh, I don't know what we would have done had I not found. Oh, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, no problem at all. Um, it's been delightful to have you on and thank you for being so um, flexible with the timings, being, That's in, okay. being in Australia. Can I just quickly say that my, my family were actually £10 poms. Oh, were they? <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness, where yeah. did they live? Please do. I don't know, I can't, I think, I cannot remember. Oh my but, goodness. Uh, but yeah, my dad, my dad loved it and my mum hated it, uh, so they came back. Uh, Ah, the boomerangs, the boomerangs. Yes. How I want to watch that show actually. We're digressing, aren't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's that show, there isn't there, called The Ten Pounds? Yeah. It's on the BBC when I was leaving the UK. Yes, <laughs> like, I want to watch that. That looks really good. How interesting. Isn't it fascinating how we, um, yeah, we had, a, we had a similar experience in our family as well, um, but with another country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, it's been so so lovely, and I know that you and I could talk. I could feel like I could talk with you for hours because you have so much information. There's so many crossovers with my work and working with women in midlife who are struggling with alcohol. Yeah. Most many of whom are uh, neurodivergent, undiagnosed or diagnosed, mm -hmm. or have trauma, or you know, there's all sorts of stuff that goes on in us as us humans. Yeah. Um, but thank you for this sort of quick introduction um and for all you do i really appreciate it thank you take care thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of midlife af with emma gilmore if you enjoyed it please share on instagram for your friends and tag me at hope rising coaching if you want to help me grow the podcast please review the episodes for me on apple podcast that really helps if you would like to work further with me, please go to my website, www.hoperisingcoaching.com for my free and paid programs or email me at emma at hoperisingcoaching.com. Sending a massive cuddle to you and yours from me and mine. And remember to keep choosing you.